Morning. Hello, I'm Kat Cowan. This is BBC Radio Sheffield and we are live from my kitchen where we're going to be doing some cooking. And um, the thing about uh, presenting a show live from your own kitchen is that anything can happen. So in the past we've had the fire alarms going off. That was quite exciting. This week's excitement excitement is that we've had a plumbing-related disaster. My <laughs> radiator in the kitchen has decided to come off the wall, um, flooding the, uh, the kitchen. Now the professional wafter, a.k.a. my husband, he who is not allowed to speak, who normally does wafting when the fire alarm goes off and takes lots of photos. He's currently dealing with, with a plumbing-related disaster, so he's going to crack on. And whilst we cook, we've still got the... The taps are still working. Let's just check. Good, lovely. Everything's fine. And we're going to just pretend that that hasn't happened. And doing the cooking this week is Stuart Turner. He's based in Barnsley. And basically, he's made a business out of all things Japanese, haven't you? That's right. Hi. Hello, and we're looking at an array of exciting things. Talk me through what uh, we're looking at. Oh, gosh, we've got about 30 different ingredients, but uh, we're doing three different dishes. So we're going to do a, a basic uh, salmon and avocado sushi roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a basic miso soup. And we're also going to do something a little bit fancy, if we've got some time, called agadashi tofu. This sounds very exciting. Is it complicated? Uh, no, I don't think so. You no. don't think so. You've got a T-shirt which says sushi on it, which obviously you're an ex. How did you're, you're based in Barnsley and you've made a business out of sushi? Now that those two things don't seem like they necessarily would go together. No, well, you've just got to make it work, haven't you? <laughs> How did it happen? Uh, basically, um, we set up a website uh, about 10 years ago, which is just to inform people about what sushi was to try and make people realise it's not just raw fish. And then we started selling a couple of uh, sushi-related products on the website and kept adding and adding products. And now we've got about 3,000 sushi-making products and we supply to a lot of the Japanese restaurants up and down the country. You said, I'm not allowed to call you a sushi chef because doesn't that take about 400 years? Years to yeah, yeah, about 450. Yeah. 450 years, and you have to have like, well, yeah, it's it's serious, it's serious stuff. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can get sushi chef certification, but there's a lot. I mean, majority of sushi chefs in Britain won't have got that. Um, but um, so you, you, official training, I think, I don't know, it's like seven years or something. But wow. you, and you really need to be doing that in Japan as well. But there's there's sushi and there's sushi, you know. So we're going to make something really simple that anybody can make at home. Although we are going to cheat by using our sushi making okay, machine. Okay, we're going to do a bit of cheating, but that's fine. I also have with me, with me Patrick Join from uh, Le Bon Vin. Um, I'm using my. How's my accent, Patrick? Bonjour, très bien. Bonjour, très bien. Um, I, I've forgotten everything, so I was going to try and continue speaking French, but you'd be hugely uh, offended. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've had um, we've had a tea expert, yes. we've had a coffee expert, but this is the first time we're going to be uh, trying alcohol so early in the morning. Well, I don't like uh, being uh, called a wine expert, by the way. Oh, I, just, you... I just love good wine. That's oh, it. Of course, you just love good wine, and um, you brought some wine which would go with. Well, yes, coffee. it's quite a few different wines you could uh, match uh, sushi, but uh, probably for nice sushi, a good uh, dry white wine uh, from uh, probably the Loire, a Sauvignon, or you could also go for Chablis, uh, mm. made with Chardonnay. And, but uh, yeah, it, it depends uh, what what, you, what type of sushi you you are having uh, today, you know. And uh, but is it is it all right to be drinking wine at this time of the morning? Because I've never done it before, Patrick. Well, it's, uh, let's say it's two o'clock. Let's, let's, let's not... ah yes, okay. We're going to pretend it's yes, two o'clock. Yes. Lovely. We're pretending it's two o'clock. Stuart, we should probably start cracking on the on the old cooking. We'll get we'll get started, and then we'll have a nice little uh, little break. So very quickly, what we're going to start with? Well, first thing, the main thing about sushi is the rice. So sushi is is about 
seasoned rice. It's not about raw fish. That's the one. That's sashimi, and that's that's the big differentiation. So what we're going to do is we're going to make some really nice rice and get it seasoned properly. First job. Okay. First job, making rice. How are we going to do that? Okay, a little bit cheating again. We're going to use a rice cooker. Yes. <laughs> but that's the right way to do it. You know, okay. all professional chefs use a rice cooker, okay. a quality rice cooker. So we're going to uh, wash the rice first. Okay. Uh, we're going to uh, soak it. Then we're going to drain it, add the right amount of water, mm-hmm. pop it in the rice cooker, leave it to steam. Then we're going to take it out of the rice cooker. We're going to put it in a, a Japanese um, mixing bowl called a hangiri. And then we're going to season it with sushi vinegar. And then we're going to leave it to stand for it until it's room temperature. Lovely. Well, whilst we're doing the washing and the, the soaking and all of that kind of business, we'll have a little break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll hopefully be cooking rice. Fingers crossed. Marvellous. Ed here in Castle on the Hill on BBC Radio Sheffield. I'm Kat Cowan. This is, uh, well, we're cooking in my kitchen. We're in my home kitchen. And it's, it's, it's sort of panning out to be a bit of a farce this morning because um, earlier the, the radiator in the kitchen came off the wall. Um, my mum's just uh, nipped by to um, deliver oh, a hacksaw, was it? A wafter or something? Wafter? <laughs> wafter. Oh, no, it was, a, it was a wrench and some SOS uh, repair tape. And I've been told by the, uh, the, the, the wafter that a plumber's on his way. So we might have a bit of plumbing as well as cooking going on this morning but that is the joy of live radio from your own house anyway um, doing the cooking this morning is Stuart Turner he has a business based in Barnsley that supplied Japanese ingredients all over the world and he's cooking up uh, well lots of Japanese inspired uh, food some sushi we've just while Ed Sheeran was singing away we um, well we did something with the rice what did we do? Yeah so we need um, the, the main thing is with sushi is to get the rice right so we uh, we used specific sushi rice and then we uh, washed it and we, a few times until the water ran clear and then we drained that off and added the right amount of water to go with that, popped it in the rice cooker and just let the rice cooker do its business. I'm very excited about this rice cooker because it looks, well, it, um, it looks very sort of simple and straightforward. I've seen them before. My auntie swears by a rice oh, cooker, yeah, yeah. but I've always thought I'd buy one, I'd put it on the top of my uh, kitchen works up, um, tops like my uh, slow cooker and then it would gather dust and grease. Depends how much you like rice. I do like rice, actually. <laughs> yes. But w- what's the benefit? Uh, it gets it perfect every single time. And yeah. it's so easy and it's quicker. And they cost about 20 quid, so just get one. There we go. Well, says the man who supplies uh, Japanese ingredients. And, yeah. Um, so, so um, and Japanese rice, you said, why is that key? Yeah, it's not actually Japanese rice they're using today. We're using Italian rice. Because um, sushi rice, or rice that's good for sushi, should I say, can be grown in lots of different places. Uh, Italy's the stuff that we use mainly in Europe. We're using the same rice as they use in your sushi. Ah, so it's Italian rice, yeah. but it is classified as sushi rice. And can you yeah. get that from anywhere? Or Yeah, yeah. Again, you can obviously buy it from our website but, uh, but other, other can, places are yeah, available yeah you can uh, get it in a lot of supermarkets these days mm-hmm. online specialists um, um we bring it in uh, by the lorry load from italy and, and what's the difference between that and some long grain or some arborio rice you know that you use for a risotto or what have you yeah there's quite a big de- variation within rice strains really uh, i can be a bit of a rice bar if you want me to oh. but, uh, <laughs> the, the characteristics of, a, of what a rice that's good for sushi is usually it's a short grain quite plump and it is a bit sticky as well but not sticky like uh, rice pudding sticky mm-hmm. it's uh, it should be of clearly defined grains that sort of stick together to make, which is good for using okay so my mum is the queen of not following a recipe and just yeah. sort of winging it and she, I can totally imagine her going oh it's alright I'm making a sushi but I've got some 
pudding rice in the... That'll do, won't it? Would it do? If you're desperate and you really need some sushi, then go for it, why not? (laughs) Okay, okay. so I'm hearing no, really, on that one. Um, And uh, so far, well, we've got avocados on the go. What's what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, so so I'm sorry, I'm just prepping while we're talking, but um, so we're going to make... some simple sushi rolls using our sushi machine and we're going to um, do uh, the old classic which is just salmon and avocado. Uh, salmon and avocado, uh, the, in, in Japan they call the avocado, um, what do they call it? They liken it to like a, a vegetable tuna because it's got a really soft texture similar to uh, Ooh, tuna sashimi. Vegetable so. tuna? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I can't remember what the actual word is because obviously <laughs> I'm on the radio. But um, yeah, so the avocado came out of the fact that when they went to America, the Japanese people, they couldn't get good tuna for their uh, sushi, so they use avocado. It's got a similar ah, texture. And hence California rolls. Exactly. Ah, that's what it all makes sense. So we're chopping up the avocado. The rice is in the uh, the rice cooker mm-hmm. um, cooking away. But in, in true Blue Peter style, you have brought some rice that you prepared earlier. I have, yeah, just rice, How long does the rice normally take? It doesn't take too long to cook. Um, so, like, the rice cooker are probably about 15 minutes, and then you need to season it and pop it. In the, we've got like a hangiri bowl, which is like a big uh, wooden um, bowl that they use. They're usually like uh, about 70 centimeters across in a restaurant, so you can mix lots of rice with sushi vinegar at the same time. Okay. We've you, just got a little. You could use a bowl. It doesn't yeah, have to be a special yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of um, you know hangiri bowl. Which yeah. is a, I like that word. That's, right. That's just the best thing for the job. Mm-hmm. But again, anything, uh, any non-metallic bowl. If you use a metallic bowl with, when you're making sushi rice, the vinegar reacts with the metal. It doesn't taste so good. Ah, so, uh, so a, a pot bowl. A ceramic yeah, bowl would be, bowl. be fine. A glass bowl would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvelous. Patrick Bajouin is, uh, is with us, by the way. He's from uh, Le Bon Vin. Um, and uh, I, I asked you earlier whether you, you said you didn't like being described as a wine expert, Patrick. No, I don't really, because I find wine is just a simple ingredient. It's just uh, easy to make and uh, not difficult. More you make it difficult, more it's a problem with wine. Don't. Let the vine works itself. Uh, the the man behind in the in the wine we just basically follow simple procedure, but you just need the good sun, good earth, and that's it. Uh, you you'll finish with a good bottle of wine. And, and where would you find the the perfect soil and earth and temperature? Would it be France, by the way? I think you you you, you won't be very far with Italy and France. Okay. I think if it was up to me, I would say just take Italy and France and forget the rest. But we are we are uh, you know we we now import from all over the world, and you've got to be fair. But why going on the other side of the world to get a nice bottle of Sauvignon from the Loire? Patrick, I've got some English wine in my uh, in my. Uh booze cupboard yes how do you feel about that yeah it's really good the main the main the main importance is the acidity in wines to get a good sushi and to match the wines you need to have a good acidity in the wines and a right amount of minerality mineral is what you need in a good sushi okay 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 right okay so we're getting we're getting close to well knowing what we're going to try some wine actually you brought some wine haven't you that we'll try when the sushi is ready so where are we now where are we now i've just finished prepping the avocado i popped in the fridge for now i'm going to have a go at making the miso soup while we're waiting for okay let's do that miso soup right this is an ingredient that is popping up in a lot more things i had a yogurt this is weird i had a yogurt which said it was something like i don't know green apple and and um, avocado and miso in the yogurt. Flavored. In the yogurt. Well, why not? Well, why though? Get it thrown in. <laughs> 
Uh, this is Sheffield Ice Cream Company that uses miso, by the way. I don't know if you know Yikuan Ice Cream. Yes, we yeah, have Yeah, they, they use a miso uh, in their ice cream, which, again, they supply to Japanese restaurants, same as we do, you know, so... And, yeah. and what is it? What is it? What miso? miso? Um, it's, there's a few primary ingredients in Japanese cooking, rice and uh, soybean are mm. the two big ones. So um, soybean makes your soy sauce, but it also makes your miso when it's been fermented. Ah, so it's, it's, it's from the soybean, Originally, basically. Yes. Okay, so let's get cracking with this soup. Yeah, okay. Lovely. So what, what do we need to... Oh, what's this? Okay, so I've, brought, I've already mixed a bit of miso paste together. So I've mixed um, 50% uh, red miso and 50% white miso. Right. And it's called a wasi miso, which makes, means mixed. Okay, <laughs> that makes so sense. So using uh, that, so basically using 50 grams of miso paste. And you can get this from the supermarket as well? Yeah, you can get this from a lot of places, uh, obviously from us, but um, so we're using that. We're going to, you can really be, be simple and just have miso paste and water, and water to make it up like a stock. But to make a really tasty miso, you need to mix miso with a dashi. What's a dashi? A dashi is, it's coming up more and more in, in modern British cooking now, uh, as are most Japanese ingredients. So a dashi fundamentally is a stock, a Japanese style stock, and it's clear, and it's made from a mixture of um, katsuo fish, Ooh. and which is then uh, smoked and dried like a Iberico ham, shaved and then uh, boiled up in the stock and strained off. Mm. Um, that's also known as bonito flakes. Amazing. <laughs> that and a kombu, which is like a big dried sea kelp. Right. But we've cheated and I've brought this one that's already in a bottle. Oh, brilliant. I like <laughs> a cheat. Right, let's get this miso soup on the on the old go. Okay. Lovely. So we just need, what the first thing we need to do is need a little bit of a bigger bowl than that. So okay. Grab a bowl. Grab a bowl, yeah. First thing to do is to mix the, um, the miso itself with a bit of stock. Before you start putting in the okay, pan. so this okay, is the, um, so the, the the stock. Where's my measuring jug? Oh, where's your measuring jug? We lost okay, it. Okay, lovely. Okay, so you don't need much of this uh, dashi concentrate. This is like concentrated uh, ten times over. Okay. So you only need. So it could go bit. horribly yeah. wrong if you went a bit yeah. overboard. Have a smell on that. Um, it smells interesting. I'm. Yeah, it's really smoky, isn't it? It's very, very smoky. It reminds me of smoked cheese, actually. Yeah. So it's got that. Um, I think, oh God, smoked fish. I'm, I'm not really into fish, but it's like in the way that um, Thai food uses fish sauce, which obviously smells awful, but adds a real big punch to the flavour. Don't talk about fish sauce. There's some in, more in our fridge at the moment, and it's um, making my husband very upset every time oh, he opens yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, we had a box of fish sauce arrive at our warehouse smashed. Oh dear, right, okay, so this is going in the measuring jug, we've got the miso paste, which is mixed miso paste, in um, in the, the bowl. Well, I think we're going to have a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll crack on with this miso soup. Yes, welcome to BBC Radio Sheffield. I'm Kat Cowan. I'm live in my kitchen. We're doing some cooking. We're also doing some plumbing. Um, because earlier, the radiator came off the uh, the wall and uh, John, our lovely plumber, has arrived. It's very nice um, to sort it out. So if you hear some sort of banging and crashing, that's just um, the radiator being put back on the wall. Whilst that's happening, though... And the reason that we're here is we're doing some cooking today. Stuart Turner is based in Barnsley. He's got a business that supplies Japanese ingredients all over the, the country and the world. And he's cooking up um, some sushi and uh, also some miso soup. So whilst we had that little break there, we had this miso paste, didn't we? It was red and white miso paste mixed together. Oh, and by the way, the noise you might be able to hear in the background is uh, John the Plumber's son, Max, 
he's he's come along as well. Anyway, moving back to the movie. <laughs> part of this is what cooking's all about. It's exactly what's cooking. people together. Exactly. So, <laughs> so the miso, we had white miso paste, red miso paste. That got sort of mis- mixed together in a bowl. It did, yeah. Also, there was this stock, this Japanese-style stock, stock that has an interesting name. Um, dashi, is it? That's the one, yeah. Dashi. Dashi is sort of rearing its head in a lot of modern British cuisine at the moment. Um, it's basically a, a very clear stock made from... Um, uh, Benito flakes and kombu, which is like a shaved fish flakes and uh, and like a sea vegetable. And it has this very smoky smell. And yes. that they've been mixed together in this bowl. Yep. And then that presumably at some point is going to get some... Well, there's a pot on the uh, on the hob with water in it, just plain water that's um, bubbling away, warming up. And is that going to get added to that? Yeah, so we've, we've, we've added the, uh, a bit of the dashi to the miso paste. So we've used a white and a red miso paste mixed together. But you can just choose whichever one you want. Uh, the darker the miso, the sort of richer and stronger the taste uh, so we've done a bit a mixed one uh, we just sort of thinned out the miso with a bit of the dashi mm-hmm. and then we're going to add the whole lot to the water and bring it up to just below boiling temperature and, and if you've been to um to, to to a japanese restaurant you'll often get a little pot of um a little bowl of miso soup um with with, with your meal you and and so how what's it sort of viewed as in terms of as a dish in japan it can be with everything some people even have it for the breakfast so uh, i wouldn't set me up for the day but a miso soup <laughs> Nothing in You can have other stuff as well. Okay, good. Maybe instead of a cup of tea. Okay. And so, and also, whilst we've uh, had a little break, you got out some tofu, and this wasn't yeah. just any old tofu. Oh, no, no, we don't do any old tofu. No, so what we did last night, I, was comp- I did some compressed tofu, uh, which is sounds fancy, but all it is is take the tofu out of the packet, put it in a towel, and stick a book on top of it for okay, half an so hour. Okay, so squashed tofu. Squashed tofu. And why yeah. would you do that then? It retains its shape, though, but mm. what it does is it extracts the moisture, uh, and it just, you get more tofu for you for your size really I've mainly done that for the final dish which is the agadashi tofu because we're deep frying it we don't want too much water content in there bit of deep frying you know what we haven't had much deep frying um, for the last few weeks and um, particular fan of eating deep fried food at 9.30 in the morning (laughs) and we're going to be washing it down with a bit of wine and I must uh, remind everyone that with us as well is Patrick Jouin from Le Bon Vin um, who is a uh, self-confessed wine um, well appreciator not wine expert uh, appreciative one and you've brought a bottle that you think would go very well with a, a spot of sushi. Yes, Pouilly Fumé, uh, Domaine uh, Fin Cayotte, L'Eloge, the village of L'Eloge. In the same village, you've got the three uh, family called Pabio, and you've got to be very careful. They're all from the same family, uncle, cousin, but they all make a beautiful wine called Pouilly Fumé. Okay. which is similar to Sancerre. Probably you've heard of Sancerre? Yes, I have. Oh, Pouilly Fumé is a, it's a big brother, bigger brother. Lots of minerality, and that's perfect with a very fine, uh, elegant sushi. You don't want something too strong, too powerful. Something like a Sauvignon from New Zealand would be too green and would destroy the taste of the sushi. You want something nice and elegant. So if I'm wandering down the, the supermarket or I'm in my local off-licence, how do I tell whether or not something's going to be right for the for the dish that I'm, I'm going to be eating this evening? Because I wouldn't really, frankly, I'd just go, well, that looks nice. It's It's got a nice label. Well, that's why I would say then don't go bother to go to a supermarket. Uh-huh. Go to a, an independent or a decent quality uh, wine shop, yeah? And they will be able to recommend you the best white wine or red wines to go with the food. And, and does it really 
really matter in terms of... Oh, OK, of course. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like everything else. You know, I'm not able to cook anything. The gentleman here is able to do it. You give me, ask me to do sushi, I would not be able to do it. I can do good steaming, but not as good as a nice sushi. Uh, it's the same with white wine. The best thing is to look on the label, what the label says. If it says mise en bouteille au domaine or au château, at least you've got a good guarantee in France and you get a decent quality uh, wine. And is okay. it expensive, Patrick? Yeah, this one is not cheap, okay. cheap, but mm. you're talking about probably mm. between 15 and 20 <gasps> pounds, yeah? Oh, I mean, that, that sounds quite... I mean, I, I'm a bit of a cheapskate, Patrick. Is there other cheaper alternatives that would, would do just as well? Yeah, but life is too short. <laughs> well, you would say that, Mr. Bonvin. Life is too, you think life is too short, sir? Yeah, what, what, why bothering to open a, a cheap bottle of wine uh, when, when you can, you know, uh, I, I said now, especially with the duty gone up yesterday, it's not a good idea to look for cheap wine okay. anymore, yeah. So there's, there's that cheap wine might be a thing of the past. Uh, very much I so. I can yeah. feel yeah. there's a lot of weeping going on across South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire at that, uh, that bombshell, that uh, cheap wine is going to be a thing of no more. Whilst I was just chatting to Patrick, something rather exciting was happening in the cooking corner. Talk me through it, Stuart. Okay, so I've just uh, whipped the rice out of the rice cooker. So obviously it's really hot. Uh, sushi should be served at room temperature, not cold like you get in the supermarket. Okay. That's why it's always hard and grainy. Ah, yeah. righty ho, so that is not the right way. That's okay. Right. So, yeah. so sushi, sushi, we supply the people who make the sushi for the supermarkets, but the problem is if you buy a sushi from a supermarket, it has to be made the day before, and they have to bring it down to below eight degrees because rice um, can harbour a lot of bacteria if left out for a long time. Yes, I've heard this, that yes. you're not supposed to reheat it if you've left it for, for too yeah. long. As long as you... Well, basically, anything over 63 degrees is fine and anything below eight degrees is fine for a long time, three or four days. Okay, so but in between that, you've only got two hours. So if it's, a, if it's anything below 63 or above 8 degrees, so anything like any room temperature, for example, you've got to eat it within two hours, otherwise it's no good. Very so important. It needs to be served at room temperature. Okay, so the rice is cooling down. Yes. We have got, um, we've got the compressed tofu with some spring onions that, that have been chopped up in some little bowls. That's for a dish that we're going to be cooking in a little while. We have miso soup on the, uh, on the hob. So what happened is that miso paste that had been mixed with that stock um, then went into the, uh, the, the water that was heating on the hob. We are going to return to our Japanese-inspired uh, menu after this. Rag and Bone Man on BBC Radio Sheffield. I'm Kat Cowan. I'm in my kitchen at home. We've been doing some uh, cooking. We've been doing some plumbing. The plumber has left. The plumber and his little three-year-old son have left. The radiator that had fallen off the wall is back in situ. And so we can return to the cooking. Before he left, by the way, the plumber tried the miso soup, which I've also tried, Stuart. Uh, Stuart Turner is our chef of the week. He is cooking Japanese-inspired cook, um, food. Uh, he made a miso soup, and the plumber gave it the thumbs up. That's right. I mean, that's, that's good enough, isn't it? It's good enough. I mean, I would classify that as payment as well for the job yeah. that he's done. So uh, thank you. For, yeah. you've, you've done us the right favour there. So the miso soup, you served it over that uh, tofu that you'd, you'd chopped up and also there were yeah. some spring onions in there. That's right, yeah. So it's, 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 
it's great just to you prep the the tofu and the spring onions pop that in first and once you've made the soup um the stock and the miso paste together in the saucepan and it's all ready make sure it doesn't boil because that kills off a bit of the flavor you just pour it over the top of the sauce and the, uh, over the top of the uh, spring onions and tofu and uh, the difference between this and maybe like a, a miso soup you might get in a chain restaurant mm-hmm. is the quality of the dashi is you know without a good stock it doesn't taste the, the dashi is the stock that um it's this kind of yellow colored stock with a smoky flavor and i've have to, had miso before and i honestly didn't think i was much of a fan of it but that is really really super tasty and you said sort of per bowl it's around a 10p yeah mark that's oh, why it's good business, right? You can't, you can't, you can't go wrong. Um, you just opened a um, Tupperware with some rather exciting-looking uh, salmon in it. Yes. So yesterday, I bit, did a bit of a tour around uh, the local area. So all the all the veg that we're using, I bought from Barnsley Market, uh, and this fish I got from Homeforth Fishmongers, and this is uh, Wild Atlantic Sashimi Grade Organic Salmon. It's looking good. So it's pretty flash. Pretty flash. Is it pretty expensive? Yeah, but I'll charge you. Okay, thanks. Cheers. Um, so, w- <laughs> why do you need to get pretty flash? Presumably, you because you need to get pretty flash. Family, it's a special event. You can get, to, but you need to speak to someone who knows what they're talking about. Like our wine expert here. It's just uh-huh. go to people who know what they're talking about. Ask them the question. Just say what's good. You know, the, you can, we can all go and buy online and cut out the middleman, but. It's nice to have an expert who knows what they're talking about. And I suppose with something like sushi as well, where actually the the, the fish is the key part of the ingredient, you're not covering it in all sorts of sauces, etc. Actually, it really does matter if the the, the fish is good. Yeah, just going back to uh, primary ingredients again. So you can, of course, you can use sushi as like a a sandwich format. So you can make anything as sushi. You can make chicken sushi roll. You can make, you know, um, anything you like. But um, if you want to make traditional sushi then it's all about the ingredients just keep it simple like we are doing today with just avocado um and really good really good salmon should we, start, the ingredients should we start on the sushis are you ready yeah, well, what do we need to do okay well so we just finished the rice let's just check see if that's cooled down okay so this is the rice that was yeah. cooked in the rice cooker which you say is an absolute right. key bit of kit and it's been laid out spread out in this this um wooden box but you could put it in any bowl as long as it's not metal you could put it in a metal bowl and to be honest unless you're a, a sushi chef you probably won't be able to tell the okay, difference okay so you, any bowl really will be fine and it's cooled down and that's key it's got a bit of room temperature yeah, so we'll, we're going to make some sushi rolls on our sushi making machine mm-hmm. that we were talking about before. But um, since, since we've got this beautiful block of salmon sashimi here, mm-hmm. what we're going to do is I'm going to cut some um, some nice slices off it and make some nigiri. Okay, and that is the proper raw fish That's like What sushi actually started out okay. as? So yes. it's literally just uh, a piece of really good fish on a piece of. Uh, on a little block of rice. It sounds like it's so simple, but again, Japanese food, really good primary ingredients and celebrate the okay. ingredient. Let's do this. So let's have a go. Some people are a bit squeamish about raw fish, aren't they? I mean, I'm, I don't mind at all. I love it. But um, some people think, ooh. Yeah, so that's, again, sashimi is the raw fish element. Sushi is the rice element. Mm-hmm. So, again, you can use anything with sushi. If you're not keen on raw fish, which is fine, you know, a lot of people aren't, especially in Britain, which is strange because we live on an island. How many people don't like fish? But, hey, so you can put anything on there. So, like, a really rare quality fillet steak or something like that that's slightly seared would be nice as a topping um, with that's a t- with a little blob of horseradish, uh, or you can use just avocado or maybe even red pepper. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, if you're having a party and you wanted to do, and I've never actually done this, but some little sort of finger, bit of finger food, bit of sort of, 
you know, volivante type stuff, but not with puff pastry. This would actually work really well. Some some yeah. some rice, some lovely salmon, and it would impress people. Yeah. And so far, I don't want to do, you know do you a disservice, but it's looked really fairly straightforward so far. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years practice. Well, well, yeah. Where's the mid time? So you see, so cutting the, uh, the the salmon, and you're cutting it. What is about sort of a few millimeters? About five mils. Yeah. Like it depends how. Um, how generous you're feeling for your guests? <laughs> okay, yeah. So if you're on a budget, maybe yeah. one mil. So I'll do, I'll do, um, I'll do five pieces now. I'll make five little nigiri. So I'm gonna, I'm just prepping the fish. Uh, I'm, I've, I've already made it into a block sort of size, so it, it chops off nicely into sort of nigiri shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll pop the spare salmon back in the fridge. And then we just got to make the rice balls, and you do it by hand. You can actually buy little nigiri molds. We okay. sell them, which is like two quid or something. But where you just stuff the rice into a little box and compress it but into a block just sort of... but you know i'm sure there's a little guide on youtube where you can show you how to make nigiri by hand again proper sushi chefs train for years just to form the rice into the right shape it's it's just crazy how far okay. they're into it but don't be afraid don't be afraid, don't be afraid. It, you can yeah. at the end of the day it is rice just get involved let's you know? not and if you're stress gonna, out too much exactly <laughs> if you're going to eat it yourself it's then, just going to be a sort of ball yeah. type shape okay so let's 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 have a go then let's see if we can do this do you need a plate or something or are you just gonna uh, we've got these plates here okay let's go oh lovely okay. oh my nan's plates lovely. floral okay so you need wet hands because uh, sushi rice is super sticky so okay pop some water in there okay the bowl here whilst you're doing that um patrick Joanne from Le Bon Vin has uh, cracked open this bottle of um, very, very good wine, Patrick. Um, and he's, uh, he's been asking us to um, have a little bit of a taste. I've not had any yet. Remind us what this is, Patrick. This is the wine that you brought with, uh, with you and you think that would go very well with uh, today's menu. Oh. Yes, you could, you could use uh, all sorts of uh, decent quality dry white wine. But this one is, is a Sauvignon Blanc from the Loire called Pouilly Fumé. And really, we're looking at the elegance of a fine food sushi. Or you want an elegant, fine, not too strong white wines, but really, really uh, nice and fruity, dry at the same time, but fruity. And you get the minerality of the of the of, of the the vine going deep down in the soil, which brings you that a little bit more. A uh, special quality wine, basically. Yeah. It does smell rather rather nice. Yeah, you can smell the minerality. It's, it's also fruity and it's, it's just perfect for, for that type of food. Yeah. Now, you could use also uh, sake very well with, yes. with, 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 with uh, that type of food, sushi. But you've got to be careful with, with sake because sake sometimes uh, is not something which we're used to it in Europe too much. But there's some sake which are not too heavily rice-scented. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the heavily rice-scented sake usually go better with sashimi, you know, the raw fish, uh, raw salmon. That's perfect. But you can buy some sake now on the market uh, which are not so heavily uh, grain-scented, and that will go very well with sushi. Okay, so, and, and, and for people who've never had it before, this is um, a Japanese... Is it a, it's a wine, isn't it? It's, it's right. made from... Yeah, rice. go on. Yes, go, go for it. Okay, uh, yeah, so we have a sake shop as well, sakestore.co.uk, if you're interested. Uh, and that's um, basically, we sell just every kind of sake available, really. And what sake is, is it's made from, from rice in the beginning, mm-hmm. and they add a koji to it, which is a kind of a mould, like you put a mould in blue cheese, for example, and that starts the fermentation process off. And it's filtered and filtered and filtered, and it's very clear. But you... 
the different kinds of rice and the different amounts of time that you spend polishing the rice grains change the characteristics of the drink at the end. And you can drink it cold and w- or warm, or do you, you always drink it three different time oh. uh, styles? You can drink it like chilled, uh, room temperature, or hot. Uh, well, not boiling hot, but, but warmed. And um, each different sake is recommended for different temperatures. Okay. So you, you should check the bottle. I just have tr- I have just tried the wine. It's the first time I think I've ever had drunk wine at um, at ten to uh, ten in the morning. My husband, the professional wafter, is shaking his head. How very dare you! It's delicious, delicious, Patrick. It's really very sort of delicate and lovely. Whilst I was um, drinking the wine, which just feels wrong uh, to say, um, Stuart has been forming this these nigiri. So this is the the rice with the the raw salmon over, and you've been basically putting the rice in your hand and turning it into a little shape it looks very simple i fear that um, oh and before you put the uh, the rice in the uh, in the salmon you put what, what's this that you're ah, what, this is my secret ingredient for today it's uh, in the blow everyone's mind it's real wasabi real wasabi but it's it's different to the so- yeah, i know you can go actually go online and buy fresh wasabi that's grown in the britain but this is from uh, the leading wasabi company in japan it's called kizami wasabi so it's frozen at sauce in japan at the wasabi farm but this one is shredded wasabi plant stalk marinated in uh, koji and shoyu and then um, it's been frozen until this morning so this will be as fresh as the day was born and it tastes mega sounds incredible i'm gonna try some we're gonna have a break whilst we have a break i'm gonna do some eating because no one wants to hear that on the uh, on the radio and then we'll be back with Stuart turner and patrick juan Yvonne Elliman, if I can't have you, on BBC Radio Sheffield. I'm Kat. I am live in my kitchen where we are doing cooking. And the we is Stuart Turner from a, uh, well, he's got a business based in Barnsley that supplies sushi all over the world. When was the furthest place that you've supplied sushi-related accoutrement to? Oh, God, literally everywhere. So the sushi machine that we uh, we manufacture, we manufacture the sushi machine in, in Yorkshire, 100%, and that goes all over the world. Um the latest one we've sold went to Tierra del Fuego on the southern tip of South, uh, South America in Argentina. Wow, so yeah. as far as that? Yeah, and we've even sent stuff to Reunion Island. Have you heard of Yes, I have heard of Reunion yeah. Island. So you made some nigiri, which is in front of us. This is this sushi with the, um, with the incredible bit of uh, salmon on top of it. And... Um, do you want to do you want to have a try, uh, professional wafter? Tell us how it uh, how it tastes, and that had the uh, the amazing homemade. What was this? Has wasabi? Yeah, So this is a kind of a kind of wasabi. It's called kizami wasabi, which is uh, a shredded wasabi root uh, marinated in and show you it's fresh wasabi that's actually frozen at sauce in Japan. And, and the, the professional wafter, aka my husband, has given it a massive thumbs up. Is it is it hot? Amazing. Oh, he's, he's at a word. We're going to have to pay him five pounds. Um, we're actually running out of time. In fact, I think we're running out of, well out of time um, for uh, today's cooking with cats. Um, it's been wonderful. I need to try this, uh, th- this. It looks absolutely amazing. What you've taught me today, Stuart, is actually it's not as hard as you might think, but it's just about getting the right ingredients, and that's... Yeah, and, and have a go. And... And, and just, uh, just, just have a go. And Patrick Jean from uh, Le Bon Van, who's, you, the main thing was don't just go for cheap stuff, go for good stuff. Yeah, decent quality wine is better than cheap quality wine. There we go. You heard it there uh, first, and uh, we'll be back in my kitchen cooking, where hopefully my radiator will stay on the wall uh, next week from nine on BBC Radio Sheffield. With Red Nose Day almost upon us, the BBC's Blue Sky Thinking Session...